0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are on to another week. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the slate of games yesterday. I did. There were some really good ones. And, I mean, we're talking great pitching, great comebacks, offense, everything. So where do we begin? Where do we begin? Well, let's begin with Corey Kluber turning back the clock a little bit. He threw a gem yesterday for the Yankees. and. You know, when the Yankees went out and got him, he was a lottery ticket because this is obviously not the same Corey Kluber that we were used to. You know, we were used to a Cy Young candidate, and in the past couple of years, injuries really derailed him. So they were hoping, like, okay, take a flyer on him, really cheap deal, one year deal, see if he can do something. And he's been good. He's been outstanding, actually. So yesterday, he got his 100th career victory. Okay. It was a 100th career victory, but more than that. He was starting to look vintage. I mean, he went eight innings with no earned runs and 10 punch outs. I mean, Corey Kluber looked as good as he did from a couple like couple years ago when he was fully healthy. It was really interesting to see, honestly. I mean, we talk about pitchers having to learn to deal with decreased velocity as they get older. I think that's one thing Corey Kluber has had to adjust to as well. Now, once pitchers figure it out, they can end up extending their career, and be, they can be effective for much longer. We saw it happen with a guy like CC Sabathia, for example. You know, he was effective right up, right up until the very end because he learned how to pitch with you know decreased velo as he got older. But Kluber, like I said, ten strikeouts. This was the 47th time in his career he's done that. You know, he's been a strikeout machine. But, you know, most of his strikeouts were on that changeup. It was just filthy. If you watch the replays, it was like almost the exact same spot, like starts at the knees and then dives down near the dirt. And he was getting so many pitches with that changeup. Sorry, so many strikeouts with that changeup. The Yankees are now 500. They're 14 and 14, 500 for the first time since April 12. So, yeah, that that changeup was really working for Corey Kluber and he's getting a lot of swings and misses. But if the Yankees get this version of him, they're gonna be really dangerous. They're gonna be really dangerous because they'll have another ace, another frontline starter in the rotation. But even if he can be like what he's pitched to, I mean, right now he has a 303 ERA on the year. As long as he can have an ERA below four, the Yankees are gonna be very happy. So they got a great outing from him yesterday. I mean, I will say that he did face the Detroit Tigers. So some people will want to point that out. Yes, he did face the Tigers, There's is not really the strongest lineup out there, but still a strong outing is a strong outing and Kluber looks as healthy as he's been in years. Max Scherzer also threw a great game. He threw a five hitter and I mean, it was a nine inning, one run victory, very efficient game. And you could understand why Well, maybe not why, but you know, one motivation behind having an efficient outing was because his wife went into labor with their third child. So Scherzer took matters into his own hands, went nine innings of one-run ball with nine strikeouts against the Marlins. He was excellent, and right after the game, he just, you know, he left quickly to be, you know, with his wife as she delivered their third child. But I mean, he was filthy. He was. He was vintage max, and he's had good numbers this year as well. He has a 2.54 ERA now. He was opposed by Trevor Rogers from the Marlins, who has also been good in his own right, although Rogers did take the L. Five innings of three earned run ball, but Rogers has been very good to this point. But I wanted to point out how well Scherzer pitched. Ryan Zimmerman hit a three run homer. He's still trucking along, doing great things. He's got a 943 OPS batting cleanup. And he hasn't slowed down this year, even though some people thought he might even retire in the offseason. So Scherzer got his ninth complete game victory. This is his 12th career complete game as the Washington Nationals defeated Miami by a score of three to one. And then staying in the NL East, that Sunday night game, that was a thriller. An eight to seven Mets victory over the Phillies. So. This game was was really good, back and forth, and there at the end, it seemed like the Phillies had tied it in the ninth inning based on a Reese Hoskins three-run homer. He circled the bases for a three-run homer. It was an eight-to-five game, hits that ball to right. It's eight-to-eight, and then they they review it, and it turns out that the ball ricocheted off the top railing of the fence. So, Philadelphia's had this thing at Citizen Bank Park for a while now. I actually remember this coming into play in the 2009 World Series. Yes, I remember, I think it was, yes, it was A-Rod who hit a ball to right field and it hit a camera in Philadelphia, which was hanging over the railing or, or something like that. There's always something weird about that right field portion of Citizens Bank Park. The reason for that is because they have the fence and then they have an extra part of the fence, which looks just like a chain link. Then they have the seats. What they need to do, is they need to put a yellow line where the, the fence ends, basically, so that you know if a ball hits over the yellow line, it's a homer. If it hits below the yellow line, it's still in play. Because what happens, like everything is camouflaged, it just blends together. If it hits off the chain fence, you think that it actually hit, you know, into the seats. It's just one of those weird things. Just put a yellow line there so that it's a lot easier to tell. But that's what happened to Reese Hoskins. He hits a blast to right field. It bounces off the top of that chain fence and comes back in play. It looked like it was a home run, but it wasn't after replay. You know, those are just the ground rules at Citizens Bank Park. And the the, the Phillies, you know, they, they end up having to settle for that double. But then rather than having the game tied there in the ninth inning, they end up losing this game by a score of 8-7. to seven. Really close. But, you know, that's what happens. And the Mets hang on for dear life to just win that one by a really close margin, but it was a good Sunday night game. You saw Bryce Harper back in the lineup after he'd missed some time after taking ninety seven miles an hour to the face. I don't know how he didn't suffer a much worse injury. That's that's pretty remarkable. Good good to see. And then Francisco Lindor continues to struggle. I mean quite frankly, it's been it's been a rough go for him. He has not been Francisco Lindor. He's not been the Francisco Lindor they hoped they were assigning to a ten year three hundred and million extension, so hopefully he can turn it around. Staying in the National League, though, the Dodgers mashed their way to a win against the Brewers. So they had lost the first three games of the series, but they said enough is enough. And they went out there, and they got a 16-4 rout of Milwaukee there at American Family Field. And A.J. Pollock and Matt Beatty were in the middle of it. Both these guys hit a grand slam. You had Pollock going off, you know, he went off for eight RBIs, and then Beatty went off for seven RBIs or something like that. It was like they both combined for 15 RBIs on the day. It's just like one of those days where, you know, those guys saw the ball well, hitting sixth and seventh in the lineup. Let me get you those actual numbers. So Pollock went. Three for six with eight RBIs. Beatty went four for six with seven RBIs. Each player had a grand slam. It was just, you couldn't get those guys out. Couldn't get those guys out. And they were the bulk of the offense for LA. Not that they really needed that many runs because Julio Urias went seven innings of one run ball with 10 strikeouts. He's also been very good this year. And then Bettinger, who started for the Brewers, poor Alec Bettinger, was charged with 11 earned runs over four innings pitched his era balloons to a 24.75 so he'll just it's just one of those days you just forget about and you just i mean that was his um that was really his only outing that was his first outing of his mlb career actually so you just you just put that one to rest and you you look forward to the rest of your career you you know that that's not that's not normal i mean it's, it's a rude awakening a rude welcome to the big leagues but It is a welcome to the big leagues, nonetheless. But, yeah, that's what you have to deal with when you're facing L.A. So, that's what we have for now. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.